Hello everybody and welcome again to the Tiro podcast. My name is Danny and thank you for coming along and listening again to this uh, podcast. Once again, thanks to all the members uh, that have been sharing and posting jobs in the Tiro Facebook group, doing a great job. We've had another person get another job um, in there as well, which is great to see and the numbers are rising as well. So keep sharing it with your colleagues and your friends and we will get people back into the industry that they that they love. So I am here again with a very special guest uh, for today's episode and I'm pleased to say that I've got Damien Murphy, Director and Manager of Terra Travel over in Northern Ireland and Damien is also one of the founding members of ANITA, the Association of Northern Ireland Travel Agents and I've invited Damien along today to, to let's have a look and talk about the outlook because we can see what's happening down in England but we want to see what's happening with the home nations and we want to get a view from our friends in Northern Ireland. So Damien, welcome and thank you for coming along. Danny, Danny thanks, thanks so much, so lovely to talk to you again. again. No, it's great, great, thanks for your time. So Damien, Let's start. I think, you know, importantly, what's what's the outlook for, for travel in Northern Ireland? Obviously, today we're recording this. It's a very exciting day because the agencies and your agency is allowed to open for the first time in many, many months. So um, what's yeah. the outlook look like? The outlook, you know, personally, I'm thinking the outlook is bright, but we're on a different agenda and a different timescale to what you are over in England. Um, our executive tend to move a little slower than the, the government in Westminster. Just for example, I mean, everyone's talking about the 17th of May date as the restart for international travel. We don't have that here. Uh, we don't have any date for international travel restarting here. And to be honest, we don't even have domestic travel restarted here. Uh, so we have been <clears throat> canvassing, we've been lobbying uh, the executive over the last couple of weeks. I believe they are listening. And I think that uh, domestic travel will get the go ahead in a matter of days. So that's that's good. Um, my thoughts on international travel. Uh, well, our next executive review is not until the 14th of May, I believe. Uh, so we're not going to hear anything before that. So I don't think there's any way they're going to run with the 17th of May. So my gut feeling, and this is only my gut feeling at the minute, is that we are likely to get a date of something around about the 10th of June or something like that. So outlook, okay, not as good as England just at the minute, but my personal view is that it's fine. And the, the mood or the, the notes that we're getting from the executive is that they are listening to the task force. They're listening to what they're saying. And I believe when the task force makes some sort of announcement, they will be, be ready to react. Not as quickly as Westminster, but, but they will react and I believe they will get things rolling for us. Excellent. Well, it's good to hear that obviously the domestic travel is going to be opening up soon. Yeah. So people, I know there's a lot of people that want to get back across, including myself, across yeah. to, to uh, the, the oh, north. Much, yeah. Um, and yeah, I think obviously you're right in saying that even if on the 14th of May the announcement comes, it's going to be time to set everything up, get the airports yeah, ready, get course. the airlines yeah. ready and the tour operators and, and everybody else in place. So I think you're right. And, and of course, obviously, you've got to think about your neighbours. Um, in this as well with the Republic of Ireland and Correct. I know yeah. last night um, they had quite a big statement coming out with their sort of date range but they are even further behind in, in the regards to, to travel so it's very delicate isn't it so yeah. they, they are they're further behind than us again but they are insisting or are, are sending out messages that they are slowly catching up with Northern Ireland and they reckon by about the end of June 
they'll be on the same level as us, uh, same vaccination level as us, and the same, you know, same amount of shops and things open. And I still think they'll be a wee bit behind us in, in international travel, but uh, they, they seem more determined now to make an effort and catch up a bit than they were a month, six, eight weeks ago. Yeah. And there's a lot more optimism coming from down there as well. And it is an important factor for us, you know, in getting travel going again. And I think you're right that the, the key word there is optimism. I think everybody yeah. is very optimistic at the moment. And yeah. there is definitely a pent up demand for people that want to travel. There's definitely a pent up demand for people wanting to get away on holiday. You know, a lot of people missed it last year. So, you know, I think it is going to be very important. And and that rolls on to the next question, really. And yeah. how do you see the, the traffic light system that obviously the UK is adopting? How do you see that? Because... In my understanding, you know, traffic lights, green is go. Green is unrestricted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yet at the moment, green, green still seems a little bit of a restriction in place, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. there will be initially. Um, I think the difference this year is that the task force have set this traffic light system up, and I think initially it'll be fine uh, to, just to get things going. They do seem determined that they're not going to stall everything, you know, and if, you, if you're not in green at day one that you're... you're you know, you're not going to be sitting in amber or red for the next three months or whatever it is. The way I see it is initially it'll be obviously green for go with some restrictions, um, you know, testing either side. Amber are for countries that are not quite ready or not quite on our level of, of vaccination or whatever. But, you know, they'll have the opportunity to move forward if they're in that category. Red, obviously, it will not be good. And I'm going to mention countries that are having a torrid time at the minute. And our thoughts are with them, really. Countries like India and Brazil, which... You know, no matter what you think, there's just no way you can travel there at the minute. So, I mean, Green will start off with a limited number of countries, but they said that they will be precise, uh, clear, and let people know what the criteria is for, for destinations to move from amber to green. You know, so that we'll know fairly well, you know, in advance of what, what might be going to green. Another indication that seems to be coming out is this time, uh, there's not going to be the same jumping about. They're fairly confident that when most countries get to green, that they're going to stay in green. Uh, and I think I'm right in saying, and I hope this turns out to be right, that there will be some sort of a notice period given that say a country does for some reason have to move for green to amber, that it's not going to be you know, issued on a Thursday and they move on a Saturday or something <laughs> like that. You know, there is going to be a minimum of 10 to 14 days notice given. And it'll only be done in fairly extreme circumstances. So I, I genuinely think it will be different this year. I think the countries who go to green should have a very good chance of staying there. But I feel the main difference is that the task force are actually genuinely looking for ways to get travel moving again. Yes, they're going to be cautious. They're going to be careful. They're not going to take any risks, which is the way it should be. But they are tasked with getting international travel moving again. Whereas last year, I think we all felt they were coming up with reasons to prevent it and stop it or whatever. But, you know, I'm hopeful and I think it is different this time. Yeah, I think you're right. I think um, they, they've certainly listened. And I think obviously yeah. that's credit to the to the likes of the the Association of Northern Ireland Travel Agents, you know, the Anita group yeah, that you set yeah. up. I think that's certainly a way. But, yeah, you know. One of those days, hopefully, where we're sitting on a Thursday night waiting for the Grand Chaps Russian sort of roulette of holidays, yeah. which are going to be on the list on the Friday. So I don't think that's going to happen again. No, that's yeah. good, and it, and it yeah. can't. And I think no. it's, it, you know, 
the industry needs that that notice period. Yeah, the, yeah. the tour operators and the airlines and the cruise lines need that notice period as well to be able to allow everyone that. needs that notice yeah, period. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think you're right. I think uh, the key thing with the traffic light system, in my opinion, is though it's going to be key. It's going to be the communication, not just yeah. to 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 the trade partners like yourselves and the tour ops, etc., but also to the consumer. Customers. Because otherwise, if the consumer doesn't understand it. You're going to have a battle where you're going to have to explain that first before being able to to actually do the job in yeah. hand, which is sell the the, the holidays and the dreams yeah. that people want. And just another very important point that's worth noting: last year we had we had an issue with the FCDO advice, and at times when countries when we were allowed to travel to certain destinations, the FCDO advice was still saying don't go all but essential travel. So that has to go as well. But there is, you know, comments and there is indications coming from the task force that they have listened to that point and that they will align, you know, green green list countries with FCDO advice and possibly even amber countries, you know, that FCDO advice will be that you can travel there. So it is an important point and one that, that, that definitely needs addressed this year. Yeah, no, I think 100%. If they can't align, then it could be disastrous. Um, so, and again, even more confusing for the consumer. Right. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it, yeah well, computers don't totally understand what's going on when a country's in green and the FCDO advice is saying don't go. So it has to be clear, has to be concise, you know, and it has to be clear for everybody. Yep, correct. Um, that brings me on to the to the next thing, obviously, and and with the introduction of Anita um, and having that voice in Northern Ireland with the with the executive, yeah. you've done some very good work in getting support packages. For, for the travel industry um, yeah, yeah. out there. But obviously, I know that, that there's still more that the executive could certainly do to help you. But, you know, the support packages, have they, have they helped? Have they worked? Have they been, you know, been sufficient? Well, to be honest, the support package still hasn't hit our bank accounts yet. Um, it's en route. Um, basically, what happened with Anita, Anita was in, in the thoughts of people before the pandemic. Now, I'm going back, obviously, to about January, February of last year, uh, and we had already thought about it forming Anita. So when the pandemic hit, there was a pause in everyone's thought for a while. The only thing anyone thought about was the pandemic. And then about late April, we decided that we would try and push on with Anita, get it formed, because it was very clear that we needed a voice. And in Northern Ireland, there was no one organisation just to represent the Northern Ireland travel agents. I don't think there actually ever had been, but there certainly wasn't last year. So we went on, we got a native formed up, uh, and what we did at, at first, we sort of had a media frenzy where we got everyone to bombard their MLAs, their MPs, whoever they could think of, bring our plight to the attention of as many people as we could. And it did work. But, you know, obviously, as you go along, you find out that not everyone can, not everyone has the same power or whatever, and not everyone can help you in the way that they want to or the, in the way that we need to. So we, we narrowed it down to the MLAs or the MPs who, well, firstly, wanted to help us and who could help us. And after a long push and a long fight, we managed to get past a support package for bricks and mortar agents and for home workers. Um, now, today is actually the day when everyone gets their email to say, look, this is, you, you've been accepted or whatever for this, and it will be paid out in a couple of weeks. The, the amounts for the bricks and mortar agents were maybe a little disappointing. The home workers were probably fairly pleased with the amount they got, but it, it is a help and it will help everybody. And especially when we're sort of coming towards hopefully the end of the really bad part of this pandemic for us, 
that that the money is coming in now and it'll just help agents get over the line but it was a long fight it took a lot of battering to get them to listen for whatever reason some of the departments that we we should have been going to showed no interest in us whatsoever but we finally managed to narrow it down to the right people and i have to be honest with you it was people pretty much at the top of the executive who actually got this over the line for us you know yeah, and it and it's sad that it's it got to that stage where you had to yeah. fight so hard. You know, I think yeah. the lack of understanding from from all the politicians um, of how the travel industry works yeah. um, has has resulted in the way that everybody's had to fight and battle to do it. And I know obviously you've, you've done it over there in Northern Ireland. The SPA yeah. have done it in Scotland, and obviously the English agents have gone independently. And it's um, it's been really tough and really strange because. Uh, people don't realize that you know the money doesn't come in until you travel really so yeah, uh-huh. it, it is a very very uh very worrying time but like you said it's it's good news although obviously hopefully when it hits the bank account it'll be even better news um <laughs> it'll be even better then. It will. but you're right in what you said danny there was a complete lack of understanding of our industry and the way the finances and it work from executive over here i'm quite sure it's, it was the same scotland wales and england yeah. but they just didn't realize number one we were giving back everything that we we thought we'd already earned last yeah. march you know money that we had accounted for that we had spent already all had to be given back and they didn't realize that if nobody was going to travel for the next year 18 months whatever it was we weren't going to earn a penny so there was a lot of education we had to educate them in the travel process in our, in our income process and the way things work no definitely um, and hopefully now now that they understand that touch wood Going forward, if ever ever anything occurs again, then yeah, it should be in place. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. So finally, um, we're just going to finish off on you know the outlook of the job market for the travel industry mm-hmm. in Northern Ireland because you know I would imagine unfortunately a few friends and colleagues and peers would have would have been let go during the uh, during the pandemic and obviously you know what are the prospects looking like for, for travel recruitment? Yeah, the prospects for travel recruitment, I think, going forward, will be good. Um, I know over in Northern Ireland here, there is a bit of a pause at the minute. Um, we've had people who are on furlough, who have wandered away from the travel industry. We have people who you know, have been made redundant. Although I have to be honest, in Northern Ireland, not a huge number. I'm not sure what it's been like in England, Danny, but uh, it hasn't been a huge number here. That's good. Yeah. Now, going forward, I think when, it, when furlough ends in September, I think there'll be a few people don't return. Uh, but my overall feeling is one of optimism. Uh, I think we will be certainly in 2022 very busy uh, and hopefully for a couple of years going forward from that. So I think there will be need for number one, experienced travel consultants. There will be there'll be people looking for people. But I also feel there's going to be opportunities for people to enter into our industry, you know, at the trainee level, apprentice level or whatever. And I can yep. even see in our own company, we're already starting to think about our staff requirements going forward. You know, so overall, I'm going to say for job markets in the travel industry here, one of optimism. Excellent. That's what we like to hear. And obviously, yeah. uh, on a previous podcast, we talked about a, the, the power of apprenticeships as well, So, yeah. Um, yeah. which is great. But that's no, really reassuring to hear. And I think, you, you know, you have, you have weathered the storm. Um, yes, so to it's speak, beginning to look like us. Thank goodness. Yes. Yeah. So, which is which is really great. So, Damien, once again, thank you very much for your time today. Um, that's been a great no problem, insight then. and a look at how 
you know, Northern Ireland and the industry over there is is different to to to, to the UK and mainland yeah. and yeah. England yeah, and Wales and Scotland and all the home nations are actually slightly different. But uh, but yeah. the good news is obviously there's definitely green shoots. There's definitely oh, 100%. Yeah. light at the end of the tunnel. And like yeah. I said, you know, even just today with your stores opening, and I hope yeah. that those doors continue to open and close freely with customers coming in and wanting to travel um, wherever oh, we're allowed to go to. We're agreed on that point for definite. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks very much, Damien. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Cheers.